Annie McLaughlin here for Stick Together, a half hour of worker stories, union news and social justice issues. We come to you from 3CR on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation with respect to their elders past, present and emerging. We are coming to you on your community radio station through the Community Radio Network. On today's program, we focus on Palestine solidarity amongst workers in Australia. This evening, the Channel 7 News reported the Israeli army's account of sending rockets against 40 Hamas sites in Gaza. The problem with the Israelis' calculation of Hamas sites is the definition. As the mounting toll of civilian deaths, now over 7,000 Gazan men, women and children, Democracy Now! reports that on the ground, Israeli army demands that civilians evacuate areas is met with bewilderment because in an area that is half the size of Canberra, housing over two million people, there is nowhere to go. The report went on to say that the follow-up warning from the Israeli army came from flyers dropped from the air saying that any civilians who do not evacuate will be considered terrorists. Now you understand how the Israeli army can justify bombing Gaza as a Hamas site, the whole of Gaza. If you take away the ideological blinkers, it is clear civilians are being slaughtered by one of the most well-resourced modern armies on the planet. Because the Palestinian fight isn't just the Palestinians' fight, it's all our fight, because it's a fight not just about land, it's about a fight for freedom. Everybody should be standing here today saying, free Palestine. Solidarity with our Palestinian brothers and sisters on behalf of the Bumbanja nation, my people who've never ceded their sovereignty. We should be recognising Palestine as a state and recognising the rights of Palestinians. 3CR. Stay tuned, stay radical. At the UN, when a call for a resolution for a ceasefire was put forward, the US and Israel voted no, but Australia and 44 other countries abstained. Neither the US or Israel is a signatory of the UN International Convention on Human Rights, which is why they will not be seen at the Hague's War Crime Tribunal any time soon. The chant in our millions, We Are All Palestinians, at the massive rallies around the world has a chilling sense about it as the realisation that this terrible event happening in front of the eyes of the world is so clearly unacceptable to the ordinary person, but in some way justifiable in the eyes of world leaders, if only they could get the public relations message across that would eliminate the bloody reality in the public consciousness. Breaking views put out by Reuters read an opinion piece that said, Israel war tests U.S. appeal to global swing states. U.S. power in part hangs on its claim to pursue a principles-based foreign policy, it said. 
the Gaza conflict has led to accusations of double standards. If these stick, it says, the United States attempts to woo developing countries as part of its new Cold War with China could suffer. Across Australia, large rallies have occurred in major cities and smaller towns. In Melbourne, numerous smaller rallies have popped up in suburbs where there are concentrations of people with Middle Eastern backgrounds. This group were outside Labor Federal Member for Wills Peter Khalil's office in Coburg on Saturday the 28th. First, we hear from Sue Bolton, Council at Merribeck, who will be putting a motion for the council officers to fly the Palestinian flag. And then we hear from James Crafty and Pierre Morrow, a ASU, Australian Services Union member.
in front of Peter Khalil's office. We know he still has a lot of support from a lot of people in the community, but we need him to stop hiding behind general platitudes and come out strongly and vote to end the war and the genocide against the Palestinian people. So that's why we're here today. And we know there are a lot of rank and file members of the Labor Party who are uncomfortable. I've been talking to some in Faulkner who are members of the Labor Party and felt they couldn't come here today because they felt they couldn't, because Peter Khalil is so popular in the party, they felt like they couldn't come here. But we, but we need rank and file Labor Party members and we also need trade unions to come out strongly and call on these Labor MPs to break ranks with the government. There's already been one, one in Parliament who's from Western Australia, an Afghan ALP parliamentarian. She has started to break ranks. We want to force those cracks open and force a debate in the Labor Party and force these Labor MPs to abandon their support for the government and support Palestine. So that's why, that's why we're here today. And we decided to do this lining of the street with placards because we want to get a solidarity response from the people in the northern suburbs to demonstrate, even if they're not physically part of the protest, to demonstrate where their hearts lie, that their hearts lie with Palestine. Because how many Palestinian lives were enough to be destroyed? Over 7,000. Thank you so much, everyone. Next, I want to introduce James Crafters, Palestinian Jewish activist and ASU delegate. Please make James feel welcome. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. I'd like to say, begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land we're on, the Aboriginal people of the Kulin Nations. And I think it's really important that just like their struggle, and the Palestinian struggle does not require Jewish legitimacy. It does not require, just as the Aboriginal struggle does not require white people to say it is right in order to say it is just. The Palestinian people are the colonised and you do not need the permission from the colonisers to struggle. In saying that, it's really interesting coming here. My family came from Europe. We fled the Holocaust that occurred in Europe. My brother recently received the German citizenship because our family were refugees from Germany. That's where our family was from. And so to use Israel to justify the racism that happened to our family, to perpetuate racism on other people is absolutely shameful. Israel calls itself a Jewish democracy, which what that means is it's a democracy for the Jews and a Jewish state for everyone else. Apart from what is going on in Gaza, 
and in the West Bank, we have even inside Israel, there is over 60 laws that discriminate against non-Jewish people inside Israel. Israel, as a Zionist state, is a racist entity. And it is important that people be able to live in the lands which are Israel, which are Palestine, not as a Jewish state, because that's what Israel is, but the Palestinian state is a democratic, secular idea, one which allows for Jews, one that allows for Muslims, Christians, Druze, Bedouins, whoever is there to be able to live there in peace and harmony. And so when we talk about, or when you see politicians talking about Israel's right to exist, they're not talking about the right for Jewish people to live wherever we want, the right for us to live in Australia, the right for us to live in Germany, the right for us to live in the land of Palestine. They're talking about the right for a racist state, a racist white state to exist inside the Middle East. And we've got to say this is wrong and this is shameful. So I stand with you, I stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. We need to say enough is enough and it's amazing, you know, when we talk about what the, what's going on to the Palestinian people, they say, well, why don't you condemn Hamas? And I was there in 2006 when Hamas was elected. And I tell you what, the Palestinian people for several decades were voting for Israel's preferred parties. They voted for Fatah, they voted for the more moderate people. And what did they get? They got screwed over time and time again. We saw an increase in the Jewish-only settlements in the West Bank. We saw a decreasing of Palestinian human rights. We saw moderate force after moderate force deliver nothing but be collaborators with the Israeli government. And so in that context, who can blame the Palestinian people for going, enough is enough? And that's why if you want to see an end to the violence, if you want to see an end to the suffering, what we need to see is the rights of the Palestinian people. We need to see an end to the occupation. We need to see the right of return for Palestinian people because it is ridiculous that right now I could go over there, I could get automatic citizenship, but Palestinian people who still have the keys to the front doors of their houses when they were forced to flee in 1948 and 1967 are not allowed to return. So we need the right of return for Palestinian people and we need equal rights in the whole of the land of Palestine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So my name is Kira Mora. I'm a uh, rank and file and a delegate for the Australian so uh, Services Union here in Melbourne, Victoria. I'm a union member. I've been a long-standing union member for over 30 years. I've done a lot of international solidarity over this time. So what are we doing? Well, we're actually organising within our union. We've actually put a, um, a motion to the ASU for Monday to actually um, call for a ceasefire and the blockade of Gaza and actually end the occupation and also end the military assistance of the Australian government to Israel. That's what we expect our unions to do. We're actually, there is actually an ASU rank and file uh, group that is organising as we speak. There, are, there is actually union contingent. So tomorrow at the rally um, uh, in the city, there will be a union for Palestine contingent. Now, if you're in a union and you're wondering, what can, what can I do in a union? There's a union for refugee 
Facebook, there's an Alan X site on Instagram, uh, our social media is there. I've actually got um, some draft motions here that people can actually take to actually take to the, the union. It's only through rank and file, uh, activism and organisation that we will actually do something. And what we are calling is immediately, immediately for a ceasefire, a total ceasefire and a total uh, ending of the blockade of Gaza. And once, once we achieve that, then we start talking about the end of occupation, end the apartheid, and uh, implement the right of return of all Palestinians. So, power to the resistance, power to the workers. Thank you very much. In Sydney, we hear the voice of a healthcare worker, a member of the ANMF, the Australian Nurses and Midwifery Federation, who spoke to a rally of 15,000 people on the weekend with many unions, including the ETU, the Electrical Trade Unions, the MUA, the Maritime Union of Australia, AWU, the Australian Workers' Union, the Teachers' Federation, the NTEU, the National Tertiary Education Union, and the ANMF. The recording is thanks to 3CR programmer Vivian Langford. Amara is a midwife and she's also a member of the uh, New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association, one of the great unions that's been fighting um, in this state for a pay rise and all the rest of it for the rights of healthcare workers. So she's going to talk to us more about union solidarity and the fight for Palestine. Assalamu alaikum everyone. May peace be with you all. I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet on today and pay respects to the elders past, present and emerging and the ones with us today. As mentioned, my name is Amar Hamid. I'm a midwife and I'm speaking to you today as a healthcare worker that is devastated by the genocide and the targeting of hospitals in Gaza. I am here because I know that as healthcare workers, we choose the work we do because we want to protect and help people. This value means we cannot stand idly and watch the dehumanization, the apartheid, the ethnic cleansing and the genocide of Palestinians. We cannot stand idly and watch the targeting and murder of our fellow midwives, nurses, doctors, psychologists, health managers, physios, psychologists, at the hospitals in Gaza. As a midwife, all I can think about is the pregnant women in Gaza and how they are feeling. There are currently 50,000 pregnant women in Gaza, 5,500 due to give birth next month. As a midwife in Australia, I witnessed the miracle of birth, but I also witnessed the anxiety and the fear that comes with it. And I just cannot imagine how the people and the women in Gaza feel. We know that women are disproportionately affected by the impacts of war. And for mothers and pregnant women, this impact can mean giving birth early, giving birth to sick babies, giving birth and not being able to breastfeed your baby and so much more. This is a, from a public health point of view, this has long-term implications of trauma, 
and every child in Gaza right now and for generations to come. Usually when I put on this uniform, it is the intention of supporting and for caring for women in labor. But today, I put on this uniform and stand in solidarity with the mothers and expecting parents in Palestine. I read once that the mothers in Gaza carry their children twice, once in their wombs and once to their graves. Shame! So my uniform today, and that of all healthcare professionals with us today, is to stand in solidarity with the healthcare workers in Gaza and Palestine. We have all heard and seen the bombings of Al-Ahli Baptist Hospital in Gaza. Our government is complicit. That hospital was warned every day since October 7th that it was going to be bombed. It was asked to evacuate. A hospital was asked to evacuate. Patients with cancer, patients with dialysis, newborns that require resuscitation. They wanted them to evacuate. And when they didn't, when the doctors refused to move and refused to leave their patients, they bombed the hospital. Make no mistake, they targeted and sent two missiles and bombed a hospital. That is a war crime. We now have a block blackout in Gaza, an attempt by Israel to silence Palestinians and to cover their war crimes. And just before the blackout, Israel was justifying the target of another hospital, Al-Shifa Hospital. This is a war crime. This week, the Palestinian Medical Relief Society also sent a distress call to the international community, to us. The Palestine Red Crescent just received a threat that they will bombard Al-Quds Hospital, the third hospital. Israel is planning to bomb another hospital, one that accommodates more than 400 place patients and 12,000 refugees. Yeah. Civilians, refugees, medical staff, staff like us. Yeah. We need to be loud today, here and now, and every day to make sure that this war crime is not repeated, to make sure that hospitals and patients are not targeted. Israel and the world want us to become desensitized to the fact that they target Palestinians every day. From when they are in their mother's womb to when they are born and until they die. But we are not desensitized, we will not be complicit, and we will not be silent, and we will not be silenced. So what can we do? There is so much. We don't have time to feel helpless. We all have unique access to fight for Palestinians. We need to mobilize our unions and peak bodies. And if you're a healthcare worker or any worker in any industry that has a union, they are powerful. So they have to listen to you. So write to them, email them, call them, move motions, mobilize your membership to endorse the movement and Palestine. Move motions for the union to support BDS and organize union contingents to these rallies. The voices of Zionists are loud in Australia and best believe they have already engaged with their unions and their industries, but our voices can and will be louder. Our voices can and will be louder because despite the propaganda, despite the news machine, despite the endorsements of Palestinians, we the people, we the workers, are standing on the right side of history, are standing on the right side of human rights. So make your voices proud, loud, here, but also in the in 
bodies. Together, our voices are stronger, our solidarity is stronger. Let this radicalize you instead of lead you to despair. Let's not go back, let's build something better. Free, free Palestine! You're with Annie on Stick Together, worker stories, union news, social justice issues. We've been focusing on the response in Australia to the attacks on Gaza, where over 7,000 civilians have lost their lives in what is being characterised by many as a genocide, ethnic cleansing, despite Israeli characterisation that it is self-defence in response to attacks on Israel starting in October the 7th. The following is a small piece from a Palestinian Solidarity Campaign UK webinar, and we are hearing from Sami Urani, a Palestinian human rights defender and co-founder of Youth of Samud, who is living in the West Bank, where Israeli settlers have begun wearing military outfits and shooting Palestinians indiscriminately. What are people in Masafariyata doing right now to um, to protect themselves and to, to combat Israeli violence? And how can people that are listening uh, today keep up with the news uh, in Masafariyata and support your work? Uh, it's a very important question. It's uh, also bring us to the uh, to what Sarah said about, uh, especially the point of when we say about declaring war against uh, Palestinians, which is there is no really equality between uh, the two power that we are talking about. Uh, we have Palestinians who are here mainly civilians, have no weapons, have nothing to literally defend or shoot or yeah, protect themselves. Uh, in front of a huge military power that uh, starts with settlers, with heavy guns, with military, with all this stuff backed up together against the Palestinian who is alone living in here in his land to protect his land. And this is in the face of this huge terrorism and this huge violence, Palestinians continue to decide to steadfast and stand in their land, to defend in their land, to protect it. It's a very big struggle. This is existence, is resistance, is to protect the land. Some families are scared and they are looking for, for place to go to be safe, you know. This is for the family, for the children. Most of the people are remaining here in their land despite all this terrorism, despite all the violence and the situation they are living uh, in and with, and we will never leave. We will continue to defend and protect our land. But this is also have a lot of responsibilities also from the, the world outside because people are continuing to uh, say Israel has the right to defend itself. So the, the like the uh, criminalization and the crimes of Israel raise every day against us. This is completely make us completely very angry and very upset. And we literally, uh, you know, ask and demand from everyone, from the free people around the world, to continue to stand for the Palestinian cause, to stand for Palestine. And we were very proud to see, with all what we are going through, the huge demonstration that was in the UK and in, in different countries in the world. This is a very strange uh, message, you know, was to us, was really giving us a lot of uh, support and we hope that it will continue to change this really uh, brutal way of the West, how they are dealing with the Palestinian cause to really stand for Palestine, stand for justice, stand for Palestinian people. And thank you.
that this day will be will be the last and tomorrow we all can go home free and all this will finally end palestine tomorrow will be free palestine tomorrow will be free Time. 